Today we're talking about, last week I, we shared on this, and I'm just going to, these are just two messages I'm kind of pulling together. Um, most of the same scriptures, a couple others today, but we're talking about courage. And um, I, read a, I read a definition last week of courage, and that, that definition was courage is the mental and the moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulty. And then I said this, courage from God through the word gives you the determination to trust God and have faith for, through anything, through anything that you face. I'm going to say that again. Courage from God through the word of God gives you the determination to trust God and have faith through anything. So what we're doing is defining and separating the difference between courage and faith. True faith gets your mind in line, or true courage gets your mind mentally, get, getting you mentally in line to believe the Word of God and to know that God is true to His Word and it doesn't matter what else happens, He remains true to that Word. And that if you'll believe that Word, You'll develop a daily routine and the importance of that, it'll produce great things. Now, I want to read, um, I, I, I want to, I'm kind of throwing a couple things in here this morning, but I, I want to read a verse of scripture that we looked at in our, in our last Galatians class out of Galatians chapter 6. And I, I want to read this in two, two different uh, translations in the New King James, and then in, in the God's Word translation. But it's found in Galatians 6, verse 7 through 9. And, and the, the New King James says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. One translation said he'll never be mocked. Another translation says he can't be mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he, for he who sows to his flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season you will reap if you do not lose heart. Now, I want to read this out of the, out of the God's Word translation. And I want you to remember what the definition was. I'm going to read it again of courage. It's the mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulty. The mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulty. Now, I want to read this, and, and if you've been born again or you've been around here for any time, you've heard this passage of Scripture and, and applied it to your life, and many times it's used concerning financial sowing. But during our Galatians class, I kind of gave a little bit different twist on this. It, it, it is that. It can be used on anything where sowing is concerned. But the parable of the sower talks about, in Mark chapter 4, says that first and foremost, the sower sows the word. The sower sows the word first. Before you see anything financially and in any other area of your life really produce, you have to be consumed and impacted by the sowing of the word. 
If you, if you don't believe in that, it won't work for you. The, so, the, the financial sowing won't work for you because you don't have the word to back it up that you're believing for. Many people go through the motions of being, as Eric was saying today, going through the motions of tithing or giving, trying to get a result. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tithing and giving and, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen any money come to me because their focus is on money. Their focus is on, it's on the harvest. Yeah, we, we have to have expectation of harvesting, but we have to have this expectation and this knowing that we're doing it because it's God's will. Not doing it because that's what I have to do or people are going to be mad at me or, you know, they won't let me in the church if I, no, 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 none of that. It has to be that you know that you know it's God's will to honor him with the tithe and to sow seed. And when you know that, and you bathe your, your offerings and your tithes with expectation and praise and thanksgiving to God, then what you're saying over that and you're believing it, it produces it. It's your saying. It's what you say in what you do that produces. It's not just the, it's not just the putting something in or tithing online or doing whatever, you know, and, 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 and you know, maybe God will be happy with me. You know, you're, you're not doing that to get God to be happy with you. God loves you whether you tithe or not. We're talking about engaging in receiving all that God has for us in life. So I want you to catch this twist. Again, the definition of courage the mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, or difficulty. Mental and moral. Now, in the God's Word translation, these three verses say this. Make no mistake about this. You can never make a fool out of God. If God said it, then the potential for that to happen is already set up. And the only missing ingredient in something coming to you is you. It's you believing. And whatever it takes for that to be developed. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Now... Watch this next verse. Oh, wait a minute. I read the wrong translation. Um, he says, whatever you plant is what you'll harvest. Now, verse 8, I want you to notice this. If you plant in the soil of your corrupt nature, if you plant in the soil of your corrupt nature, you will harvest destruction. Who's he talking about? You and me. It's what we do. But if you plant in the soil of your spiritual nature, you will harvest everlasting life. We cannot allow ourselves to get tired of living the right way. We can't get tired 
of living the right way and doing the right thing and making sure that we are not allowing ourselves to sow into our carnal nature. Because when you're sowing into your carnal nature, when, when in other words, and, and I said it this way in our Galatians class, it's how you position yourself to hear. If all you hear are natural things, all you meditate on are things in the natural realm. That's all you hear, that's all you meditate on. You hear what everybody else thinks about life, and you have very little of anything about how God thinks ways should be, then you're going to reap destruction in life. In other words, that word destruction may not be as heavy as it sounds, it just means things don't work out. That's why in our series that we taught in the last few months on framing your world, you have to become a person that frames their world with the Word of God so that every day of your life, you are meditating on what God says can potentially work in your life, and He's no respecter of person, He's a respecter of belief. See, some people think God's a mean God, a bad God. He, does, he allows bad things to happen to people. God will allow a person to go to hell if they want to. But we know the Bible says hell wasn't created for human beings. But the Bible's real clear. You want to go? You can go. And he'll allow it. It's not what he wants. He didn't create hell for human beings. He created hell. Hell for the devil and demons. It's very clear. But it's all based on what we choose to do, and what you choose to do is based on what you've been sowing into or what you've been allow, allowing to be sown into your soul. Because my definition of courage is the mental and moral strength to persevere through danger, fear, and difficulties. Difficult situations in life. Everybody faces difficult situations. The courage to have the faith to operate and to walk things out in life comes from how you position yourself to receive the word or not. I'm just going to give you a couple things just to think about. Don't ever let anything that I say bring condemnation to you if you're not doing something that I'm saying. Everybody hear me? Never let that. I, but I have to say things that may challenge you to go to another place or another level, but never let something that I say bring condemnation to you because, you know, I may say something and you say, well, I do that, so, you know, Whatever. No, no, I'm just telling you things to think about to where you can choose to put the word more in your ears and coming in through your eyes, through your five physical senses, so that what comes out of your mouth, you begin to believe that it's so. It's not just what I told you, you believe it. It's one thing to know it, but then experientially to see that what you know actually working in and through your life. That's why we have to have our lives established in our daily routines. 
those daily routine sheets, I think there's still some out in the, in, the, in the foyer at the information station. You can grab one if you don't have one. I gave those to you to help you to develop and get stronger in believing that every day you need to be saying, because he said in, in, in Galatians 6, it's what you sow. Well, first a person has to be a sower of the word. And it doesn't seem like that that's going to actually do anything. But it's amazing how aware it makes you of what you need in a moment when you have difficulties. But you need to be saying it when there's not necessarily difficulty going on, but you're declaring his promises every day. But you need to make them personal to where it's something you do. And I, I'm just saying to you, what empowers a person to overcome versus someone else not to overcome is the depth of what you believe in the Word of God. That's what the Word says. And the things I'm teaching you here, not everybody that I know actually takes this really serious. I can't operate in a day if I don't have this. I can't operate. I've become so dependent on that. I can't operate. I used to think I couldn't operate without a cup of coffee. Do <laughs> you know what I did? <clears throat> I just purposed, I'm not going to let coffee rule me. How did I do that? By the word. So I begin to line some things up and begin to say some things about what I eat and what, what I put in my mouth, what I depend on. That I depend solely upon God's word first and foremost, and other things are secondary. So when I used to just habitually drink sometimes five or six or eight cups of coffee in a day, maybe more. Today, if I drink two cups, if I do, if I don't, because I forgot about it, because I'm not dependent on it anymore. Used to have to have the coffee. Today, I can't live without the word. And you know what I found out? I didn't have to have the coffee. But you got to replace it. So it's not, not listen, you, you can get off the coffee for a while, but man, when it starts getting cool outside, man, and Thanksgiving starts coming around and Christmas, Oh, man, and Starbucks has the Christmas blend coffee. Oh, wow. Huh? Ah, oh, and then, the, no, 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 but, but, when, but when you haven't replaced coffee with something else. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You, you don't have to get off coffee. I'm saying that's what I did because I didn't want to be dependent on waking up in the morning and I've got to have that because that really wasn't the best thing for me. That's what I found out. Did you hear what I'm saying? Don't stop anything today. Allow the word to become more a part of what you say and what you do. And as you're making, allowing the word to become a part of it, it creates this courage. Wait a minute. I can do this. Wait a minute. I can actually do it. And now the, 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 the length of time that I'm not controlled by that substance anymore is because, not because I was big enough and strong enough to overcome it, it's because I'm aware of the word every day. Where 
where the cup of coffee was kind of like first and then there was a little bit of word or there was word on the heels of that. Now it's the word, but now I'm so focused on the word that the other stuff, if I get to it, I'll do it, but if not, it's okay. But now I can have self-control in, in a greater way. Everybody battles with things. A lot of things that I got rid of in my life that weren't pleasing to God like that. But then the other things that are a little difficult, everybody has stuff. Okay, so whatever. But we can overcome when we have the courage to know we can actually do it. Jesus said this. In John 16. And verse 33. I don't know if I gave you this translation or not. I think I gave it to you last week, but I didn't. I don't know if you have it or not. But if you don't have it, it's all right. I'm still going to read it because I like it. Um, Jesus said this in John 16, 33. I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world, you face persecution. But take courage. In the world, you face persecution. But he said, take courage. I have conquered the world. Now, what is the world? It's everything that we face in life that is not of God. Every thought every idea, every temptation, every, I don't care what it is. He said, he said, be of good courage because I've conquered all of that. So what you need is you need an understanding of how I think about situations, not you going to every other source of information. I was listening to somebody talk about the candidates after the, after the debate the other night. And I was listening to it, and, and no matter who you like or you don't like, as I'm listening to it, everybody is bashing somebody. Everybody's talking and focusing on the weaknesses of somebody. Everybody is. And, you know, I'm listening to it. I just want some information. Nothing wrong with getting information. But after a while, I just felt like I just need to turn that off. And I need to speak over both of those candidates. And pray over the people that were bashing everybody. And as I begin to do that, I begin to be aware in my spirit of what God's will is about this election in, in our, our country. I, just things begin to come to me. I begin to write them down. That's all that matters is what God thinks. Did you hear me? Your opinion, my opinion, maybe it's worth that cup of coffee you don't need to be drinking. But what God thinks is vital to us being here 
living long, fulfilled, and prosperous, and healthy lives, what God thinks. And I'm telling you, the tendency in life is, you know, to know what God thinks about things that are okay, that are not like invading, you know, what you really like. But when it comes to things that you need to get over and get on top of, you got to have the courage to be willing to do what he wants you to do. Because when I have the courage and it's built up because of what I'm meditating on day to day, then I have the faith to walk it out when I need it. I'll just tell you, faith just doesn't come up because you know some scriptures. Faith is released because you have courage. And courage comes from your meditation mentally. You're mentally pouring into yourself what God says from his word about your life. And then, you can get through the difficulties. Everybody's got difficulties. Everybody's got situations. But you can get through those and get on top of it when you have courage. Just be reminded of this verse again. Jesus said, I have said this to you so that you, so that in me you may have peace. And you know what he told us? He also told us that he gave us his peace. Not just some leftover peace. He gave us his peace. In the world you face persecution. And what, is that, what, what does that produce? The, the potential for the lack of peace. But take courage. I've conquered the world. Every situation where you find yourself stirred up, fretting, upset, remember, Jesus already conquered that. So what do we do? We take courage. Where do you take courage from? From the word, the living word being spoken. Listen, you can hear me preach this, but if you don't turn this around, what I'm preaching to you today, if you don't turn it around, re-listen to it, take notes and meditate on things that God is giving you, if you don't position yourself for the Holy Spirit to reveal to you from this message what you really need to hear, then you're lacking. Because I don't have the ability to do it for you. My, the message today doesn't have the ability to take you over. It helps it. You need to hear it because he said you need to hear it. You need to hear the word preached. But at the end of the day, it's Holy Spirit in me who reveals these things to me. As, as I just read that verse of Scripture in John 16, I just got more revelation. Why? Because I was saying it. I, I just got something that I, I'm not even going to share you. i gotta go look, I got to go look at it. I, I mean, my mind, I, I, it'll happen to me. I'm preaching, and all of a sudden I get something from God, and I've got to like download that and go back and remember it. Because I can't share something just because it's a good thought. You and I have to take courage because he's already conquered anything that you and I face. Anything. Anything. Can you say amen?
So I want to read today as I end this message. I want to read out of Hebrews chapter 10 and and verse 35 through 39. I want to read this passage. And I'm going to read it in three different translations. So just follow with me. New King James first. He said, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God. Everybody say after. After you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. I want to read this in the... I want to read this in the... the uh, <laughs> what is that translation? The TPT, that uh, passion. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I kept thinking the main word was that T. <laughs> the passion, that's just the the. The passion translation. I want to read it in this. So don't lose your bold. Don't lose your bold. Don't lose your bold, courageous faith. For you're destined for a great reward. You need the strength of endurance to reveal the poetry of God's will and then receive the promise in full. For soon and very soon the one who is appearing will come without delay. And he also says, my righteous ones will live live from my faith. But if fear holds them back, my soul is not content with them. But we are certainly not those who are held back by fear and perish. We are among those who have faith and experience true life. Everybody say, that's me. me. Now I want to read it out of the God's Word translation. So don't lose your confidence. Don't lose your confidence. The Passion said, don't lose your bold, courageous faith. Don't lose your confidence. It will bring you a great reward. You need endurance so that after you have done what God wants you to do, you can receive what he's promised. Yet, the one who is coming will come soon. He will not delay. The person who has God's approval will live by faith. But if he turns back, I will not be pleased with him. We don't belong with those who turn back and are destroyed. Instead, we belong with those who have faith and are saved. So, he's saying, don't don't lose your bold, your courageous faith. Don't lose your confidence in the Word of God being the antidote For every form of sickness, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, I don't care what it is, God's word is the answer. Don't 
allow anything in life to cause you to lose hold of that and to stop and quit. What we read earlier in Galatians 6, continue to put yourself in a place where you are being sown into you is being sown the Word of God. You're choosing to do that. There's nothing like church home. Verse 9, verse 9, I, I, I said this in our Galatians class, in verse 9, do not become weary in going to church. It says, don't become weary in doing well. What's he talking about? About the seed that is sown. About you sowing the seed. The sowing of the seed is based on what you're learning. You're not going to confess the word if you're not challenged to confess the word. Because that's not natural. It's not normal to do something like that. Man, part of my daily routine is done in the car while I'm driving. You know what I, you know, I have to admit this, kind of embarrassed that I admit this. This is a long, long time ago. But I used to do that in the car. And if I came up to a stoplight and there was a car next to me, I was kind of like being concerned that they'd think I was talking to myself. And one day the Lord said, you are. Enjoy it. Hmm? Be a spiritual nut. We can't let anything, you, you, you realize how something silly like that could stop you from confessing the word when you need to be doing it? I don't need to be meditating on other things. I need to be confessing the word and what the word says. Somebody says, well, you know, Pastor, I mean, like, does this has to be, you're saying we need to do this 24-7? Work it out. I didn't say I do, but if that's what you feel like God's telling you, I mean, you know, to where you never do anything, say anything to anybody except what the word says. I mean, you know, we got to communicate with people. We got to whatever. I'm just saying, work it out. Be strong in what, what in 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 how you're framing your world and realizing what we need here. He said, "Cast not away your confidence, your courageous faith. Don't cast it away. Don't give up on it." But listen, you'll give up on it unless you're doing something with the word. You'll just give up on it. Nobody's strong enough to hold their, hold their own. I'm telling you right now, you're not strong enough to hold your own. Without the seed of the word implanted in you, creating a belief system that's growing up and causing you to become everything God created you, you're not strong enough to do it. Well, I was just weak. Yeah. Weak. But when I'm weak, he becomes strong if that's what I'm submitting to. I'm saying today, when I'm weak, when I'm weak, he becomes strong. Less of me, more of him. Less of me, more of him. Less of my emotions, my, my mental strain and trying to figure things out and trying to accomplish things. Less of me, more of him. And the way it becomes more of him is through what you do with the word. Life and death are in the power of what you say. By your words are you justified, by your words are you condemned. By your words... Are you established by your words? Are you destroyed or things don't work out? I watched, I watched my parents 
my parents' life ended, their, their marriage ended in divorce when I was about, well, they were separated when I was about 10 years old, and, it, and they never really actually got back together, and they divorced when I was about 13. And um, I watched their life just kind of crumble and our family life just kind of separate and crumble and there was no stability and there was no, nothing worked out and with, with that and we, we all struggle with all kinds of mental stuff, you know, struggling, not kind of knowing the future and where we're going. And right in the middle of that, two months before my high school graduation, I got saved. And that just messed everything up. <laughs> really messed up my high school graduation, but anyway. <clears throat> um, but I got saved, and today all my family is saved, and, and I'm grateful that they're saved, that they're born again, and they're growing in the things of God and his word and, and all of that. It's, it's, it's a glorious thing. But I look back on my parents' life, and my mom at 15 years old gave her heart to the Lord in a Billy Graham crusade in Al Albuquerque, New Mexico. And she was going to a denominational church, and she went back and told the pastor what had happened. And he told her, well, he said, you know, that, that excitement will wear off, and, you know, it'll be back to normal in a few weeks. That, that was in the 50s, and that's the revelation they had, you know. And I look at, my, my mom has since passed on. She got born again. I mean, she truly lived out the rest of her few years of her life knowing that Jesus was her Savior. She's in heaven today. When I look back on their life, before she passed away, she told me the greatest regret that I had was divorcing your dad and not realizing she, she said some of the things that I got involved in I didn't want to do. And she said I'm, she never remarried and she said I've never loved anybody in this life but your dad. What they didn't have was the word. They weren't bad people. My dad's 86 today. He remarried and his wife passed away and he's struggling with certain things in, in his mind and in his body. But what they never had was the world to frame their world. They didn't have the word to frame their world. I am so grateful today what I have. I'm slowly trying to give it to my father. He's born again. But you can be born again and not know how to frame your world with the word. And how to have courage, to have faith, to walk through every difficulty in your life. And I'm just telling you, I'm not stopping with my father, no matter how many years that he lives on this earth, I'm not stopping with him, just subtly planting and putting the word in him. But I can just tell you today, I'm so grateful that I have that revelation. And I just can't encourage you enough to work this out and make sure that you know how important that it is to develop a daily routine in the word of God so that you know his promises and man, you can be in a situation where you want to blast somebody and all of a sudden out of the inside of you, the Holy Spirit says, shut that. Shut it. He can talk to me like that. Amen.
He needs to be able to talk to all of us that, no, no, shut that down. It'll produce no good thing. But you have to hear it. You have to get it. I can tell you he talks to me that way, but he needs to be talking to you that way because that's the way he talks when he's your daddy. Pastor John said, don't let the journey that I've been on affect the way you believe the word of God. God's saying to us today, don't let anything affect the way you believe who I am and what I've done for you already. Today I'm saying to you, it's a good life. But you have to have endurance that when you do the will of God, which I've just talked about today, then you receive the promise. Not we do whatever we can to get the promise and then we learn to believe God. That's the cart before the horse that doesn't work. Today, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for everything that God has done for each and every one of us, for this church, where we're going, what God has for us today in the future. And I'm excited for where your life is going and the testimonials of things that God has promised you that they are coming to pass. Everything that God has promised will come to pass as you're doing the will of God day to day. Listen to me. It doesn't matter how difficult it is, no matter how long something takes, you stay true to it. Stay true to the faith. Allow the courage of God to arise in you through the word of God, and you'll have faith to overcome everything that you face. In Jesus' name.